Hear thee! Hear thee! And welcome in to the third off-season Cheap Beer Podcast. I am joined by three guests. That's right, three. Maybe a fourth. God only knows. And tonight, we are going to continue on our journey through a retrospective of Cheap Beer Fantasy Football League. To recap, last week... Uh, We spent a lot of time diving into individual teams, uh, their performance over the years as humans, as franchises, as well as uh, a discussion of head-to-head notes and in-depth head-to-head where we got to laugh at Nick's expense at the fact that Roach is better than him. You're forgetting all the baseball talk. Yeah, there there was a lot of baseball talk and there was a lot of Dick Stockton. Here's hoping he comes out again tonight, folks, because one of the guests on the line, as I'm sure you've heard, is Brian Coitus Martin Roach. I'm also joined by Jeffrey Hainasanus Kimball and Dustin Sylvia. <laughs> you don't have a continuous name. I couldn't keep you going. It's usually Littlefinger related, but he kind of sucked in season seven. So yeah, but then... do you want to be called Dustin Littlefinger Sylvia? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that works. I, that really does work. Yeah, I think I think you've just been anointed a nickname, my friend. <laughs> I didn't even try that one. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, tonight we're going to go through a broader expanse of cheap beer. Uh, so whereas we were looking at individual teams before, we want to look at year over year. Uh, some some thoughts as well as uh, dive into title games, weekly records, yearly records, uh, and the cheapest of beer teams, where we'll talk about some of the best players in cheap beer history. But before I get into the agenda, gents, how are we? COVID week, week, wow, month four, where are we at? We taking it day by day, my friend? <sighs> yeah. Likewise, also taking it day by day, um, traveled with mask. Airports are really weird these days. But with that being said, you know, it was good to see everyone out of Portland, Maine, being respectful. Um, and most people out of Reagan National in D.C. slash Virginia being respectful. Um, but yes, yeah, still really weird. Really looking forward to a treatment. A treatment? <laughs> well, yeah. So like once once there's a treatment, then and a vaccine on the market. Oh, then, I yeah, thought you meant like go. a spa day or something. Oh no, no! I would love, I'd love a spa day. I am overdue for a massage. Oh, me too. They're the best. They are the best. Oh, I would love a massage right now. But yeah, well, I'm glad you guys are doing well. How are you, Brandon? Yeah, oh, that's a that's a good question. It's an interesting <laughs> question. One that has no answer. Uh, yeah, I, I'm also doing well, taking it day by day. I got a new car. I'm pretty pumped about that. Ooh, what'd you get? A Mazda CX-5. Oh, there you Ooh. go. Versatile. Yeah. What did you name it, Matilda? Millie. Like Millie Rock. Millie Rock on every block, baby. Yeah, drove it to the bank today. It was great. Felt like an adult. Just so everybody gets a, a heads up, this isn't a podcast about football. <laughs> it's more of a podcast about Brandon and a day in the life. Being rich. So, Brandon, when you were at the bank, what <laughs> happened? <laughs> Uh, I deposited a check because I had a bunch of money from Capital One because my bachelor party got canceled and thousands of dollars needed to be deposited in my bank from Capital One because they want me to spend more money with them. Did you make it rain? Uh, I did not. Did not. But I did drive up in a fresh whip and I was blasting TI. um, Not Taylor Swift? Not Taylor Swift. I had enough of that today. <laughs> uh, I'm getting nervous about football coming back. Baseball restarting, Roach. I'm sure you know this. It's a little dicey. Uh, it does not make me feel good for the NFL. Basketball scrimmages look pretty good. I know the bubble is working out. Bubble is working out. Yeah, with the the two outliers in the NFL and the uh, MLB, you know, continuing to play in home stadiums, trying to do what they did successfully did over in the Bundesliga, and in the Premier League. But I think the circumstances are a lot different um, in terms of the number of cases and just the alarming spread in the country. So 
Yeah, I'm a little worried about those two. I think the bubble sports, you know, they proved that, you know, it's got nowhere to go. It goes away. That's what that's the phrase that's being tossed around this week. So <laughs> it's got where to know nowhere to go. It's going away. Wear a fucking mask so we can get football back. That's really exactly. That's what I scream at people who don't wear masks. <laughs> Do you even like football? Yeah, like come on. <laughs> all those people in Indiana marching, like you really don't want to see the Colts play. It's all you have. It's all you. It's and they're not even good. No, they're not. Now Philip Rivers as the starting quarterback. What a world we live in. What a world. The average age of their quarterback just doubled. <laughs> the average amount of children just quadrupled. Yeah, right. Indiana's population like went up three hundred percent with the Rivers family moving in. Oh my God. Gentrification just to a whole new level. But uh, anyways, exciting news is I have created a cheap beer podcast page. Uh, I'm working to get it submitted to Apple Podcasts so that the RSS feed, you can just subscribe to it. And anytime we submit a new episode, I don't even have to put anything in Facebook, uh, which would be awesome. Um, It is $9 from everyone that we're going to need to keep this going for the whole year. So just think about it as, I don't know, 75 cents a month. Think about it as the cost of a PBS charity donation tote bag. (laughs) That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, I might just bake it into the fees for this year uh, so that we don't have to ever delete anything. It'll be online forever. And maybe someone will stumble into it and appreciate us and I'll get famous and... Dick Stockton will ensure I don't have a play-by-play career after he hears my... <laughs> He'll definitely be dead by the time that gets famous. I'd also like to correct the record. He is 73, not 90, but his <laughs> intellect makes him sound like he's 90 years old. And he's also done some crazy YouTube interviews with like random blogs that he probably shouldn't have. So um, he's an interesting man if you go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Do you have a, a tidbit for us? Actually, well, not on Dick Stockton, but on Holes. Did you guys see that the the equivalent of the CDC in Canada endorsed Glory Holes as a safe way to have sex? That's in government documents now. I actually was just talking about this with my parents. (laughs) (laughs) uh, that, That is a true fact. It is one that is prompting me to move to Canada. I have never stuck my dick in a glory hole. I I feel feel like like that's a missed opportunity. That's not true. Do you remember that night in Connors? <laughs> oh, Fucking Connors. Pour one out. R.I.P., honestly, yeah. Damn shame for all these small bars in Boston. Punters, Connors, uh, whiskeys, too. Whiskeys? Yeah, whiskeys on Boylston. And, and Whiskey Priest. Well, fuck Whiskey Priest. I got punched in the dick at Whiskey Priest once. <laughs> you probably deserved it. <laughs> No, I don't think I did. It was very random, and I was being quiet that night, too. <laughs> I've never never seen a night where you've been quiet, Roach. Let me be honest. That also feels like a very Whiskey Priest thing to happen. <laughs> does. Yeah. Rip. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, I'll send out the link. You can follow along at the on the Podbean app if you want. Uh, I've already gotten pushback from people that that's not a thing. Um, so I'm submitting it to Apple. We'll get there. Uh, and Spotify, once we have five episodes, Dustin's going to send me some of the ones last year, and hopefully we can get submitted to Spotify as well, and we'll be a real podcast. From now on, gents, we'll be real. No? No thoughts? All right, I'm, okay. no, I'm very excited. <laughs> Thank you. That was what I was looking for. I needed the validity the whole time. I put a lot of work into this, dicks. <laughs> Uh, So last week, I talked about wanting to put my head in the sand and not think about COVID. But the more I thought about it, I realized that's exactly what our president is doing. And I do not want to be like him at all. Uh, So I figured I would use this time to discuss COVID contingency plans for cheap beer. um, Because we are almost a month away from draft day, uh, which is August 29th, 7th. Ask Tim. He's been told it four different times. (laughs) Uh, Well, spoiler alert. Hopefully, uh, he'll be joining later. I also don't think I ever introduced you guys. I think I just started right into this. No, you did. You introduced. 
You got us. You got us. See, now I gotta edit that out, Brandon. No, you won't. That's how Dustin got his little finger nickname, which will stick for the end for the rest of time. <laughs> I'm just reiterating and reminding everyone of this fact. Dustin Littlefinger Sylvia. Let's not forget. Uh, never forget. <laughs> <laughs> just like 9-11. No. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Keep this in. Keep this in. I'm really glad that we're now an official podcast and this is the first episode. I'm sure we'll stay on Apple. <laughs> Everyone will be introduced to Brandon as a host with his 9-11 joke. <laughs> Always timely. Always timely. <laughs> Always good for a chuckle. But yeah, COVID contingencies. Uh, so here's what I was thinking, guys, and you can tell me whether I'm off base. My assumption is that it'll be $100 like it was last year. My feeling is if we get through seven games, there should be a 50% payout to the best record, the three best records. Uh, and that would be overall best record. And if there's a tiebreaker, points four. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have any thoughts. And then 50% goes back to everybody? Okay. Yeah. Um, so if we complete seven weeks and the NFL shuts down, people would get paid out. But if we don't get to seven, everyone would get their money back. If we get to the end of the season, the end of the regular season, we could do a 75% payout. So everyone would get $25 back, but the rest of that money would get divvied up by whoever has the best record. So I think that was kind of what I was thinking. Um, and if at any point it ends between seven and 13 games, uh, it would be 50% payout and you would get everyone would get $50 back and we would just divvy it out that way. Does that sound like a fair yeah. plan moving forward? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like you hit tiers. Like if you hit seven games, you get this. You hit thirteen games, you get this. Yeah, um, and I was going to bring this up on uh, the next podcast in two weeks uh, about rule changes for the league. But since it's COVID related, I was wondering what your thoughts were on adding a bench spot or an injury spot for this year only, knowing that in baseball, for instance, Juan Soto tested positive and was scratched the day of, um, and I'm just worried that. That could happen in the NFL. Um, so I know adding an extra round to the draft is not everyone's favorite thing to do, but I thought it might be beneficial for this year to have additional flexibility. But I don't. What do you guys think? I like it. I think I think that you know just for this year and this year alone, you make some special exceptions. I would like to explore the possibility of not only adding the extra bench spot, but also adding the extra injury spot. Because I think I think there is a chance that things could go haywire again. Thank you, Georgia. Thank you, Arizona. California, um, Florida. Oh, Florida. We're forgetting our friends in Florida. Oh, such selfish assholes. Assholes, wow. Their assholes are filled with ash, which makes them assholes. With that being said, I think we, I, I like the idea of using both contingencies because it's going to be wild shit this year. At least there's the possibility of it being wild shit this year. All right, I'm going to be a devil's advocate, I guess, but I don't think. No, it's... no, I wanted to do that. Oh, you suck. <laughs> All right, fine, go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. You <laughs> no, take no, 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 no. I mean, we've clearly both have the same opinion, so you, go, you take the. You can be the head lawyer. I mean, a player can tear their ACL in practice before a game. You know, it's just you have an extra layer and it adds it adds to the fun and the excitement. And yeah, it's a weird year. So let's lean into it. Okay, I like how you finished that. But my counterpoint, though, is I think you're going to be able to track back a lot of these injuries and be able to ask the question, at least, is this caused because of the lack of training camp at COVID? Is this caused because of the lack of team interaction at, because caused by COVID? I think where this thing is so all-encompassing, that's why I'm, I believe there should at least be some contingency because you could argue that uh, someone tearing an ACL was exacerbated because of the because of COVID because they may have not been able to train as much or not been able to go in the gym, yada yada yada. I think that's a fair point for sure. Yeah, go ahead, Dustin. I cut you off last time. No, you're good. I think um, we already are kind of reaching with our bench spots. Like, if, like I leave one open door policy for one's bench spot. That's like. Every week you get a new waiver wire. It's like, what's really the difference? If you're adding one more, it's just another no-name that you have sitting on your bench, usually. You're pretty much fucked regardless, I completely agree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if your starter gets COVID and has to bail for like a month, that's you're not really getting anything off the waiver wire for that. So you guys are against any addition to the roster whatsoever this year? 
this should this should be a vote for the entire league, but I will be voting against. I think I'm with Roach. Uh, I do <gasps> I do think that we should have at least an injury spot. Maybe not an extra bench spot, but if we just do an extra IR spot. The only problem is if ESPN doesn't denote COVID as an injury, then we're kind of fucked. Well, then I think you have. I think that all kind of falls back to the NFL. And I again, uh, you got to look to some of the other leagues that are a little farther ahead with this. The NHL has decided to go and just say a player is unfit to participate if they're injured or has COVID. So you might see the NFL do something like that. And I think like. In terms of reporting, the NFL is trying to be a little more, or excuse, I think it bent, it behooves them. They're not trying. It behooves them to be a little more transparent. So I wouldn't be shocked if you see that only on the fantasy side, like where there will be some flexibility on the injury position. I mean, shit's going to change at the snap of the fingers. Today, a day after the Major League Baseball season started, they decided to expand the playoffs as the regular season started. So it's going to be a fucking outlier this year. I agree. Um, all right, well, so we have a 2v2 tie on what we should do. I'll put it out to a poll when we publish this. I'm just going to do no changes or yes changes, and then if we get to uh, more than 50% of the league wants changes, then we can de- decide which changes, because I think splitting the vote between people who want different things is just going to make the nose win. Does that sound fair? Yes. Yeah, no, I like that. All right, cool. Uh, I did not want to be like our president and just put my head in the sand i want to make sure that you guys know i as lord commissioner which was announced last week i'm sure mike hasn't heard last week but if he catches up Uh, mike is going to be so thrown when the season starts (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be great especially when we the whole drive up to our uh, draft house i'm gonna just make him listen to all of the podcasts (laughs) yes it's gonna be like there was a vote what vote? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, yeah, yeah, so as your Lord Commissioner, I want to make sure that we do, we have a plan in place because there's nothing more frustrating than having a season end halfway through and not know what's going to happen. So I will. I think we've got a good plan. I'm not even going to put that up to, to a vote. It'll just be the bench spot stuff. Now that we've got all of the housekeeping out of the way, new podcast page, COVID contingencies, let's get in to the retrospective the actual part that's about us, um, because who gives a shit about the rest of the world? We're the most important part of the world. Twelve white men, we are the best. So now that, that we've done all of the housekeeping, Let's get into it. Uh, And the first item that I want to bring to everyone's attention is just how bad our championship matchups have been. We've had one good championship matchup in six years. One. One that has hung over poor Sean Kelly's head Mm. for four years because of his disastrous decision to start the Denver Broncos defense. But other than that, what is the closest point spread of a championship matchup besides Sean losing by three? Joel beating Nick by like 20. 20 is Roach's guess. Yeah, I'm going to say that because I just don't know any, any better. Dustin's looking really hard, so we're going to skip him. <laughs> is actually 30 points. 30 points is the next closest matchup in 2014. Kevin beat me 144 to 114, which is not close. Uh, 2015, Nick beat Jose 168 to 105. 2017, Mike beat Sean 158 to 119. 2018, Jeff beat Jose. Mm. Definitely forgot about that already. (laughs) Can you, Brandon, can you say that again, but slower? (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) <laughs> in 2018, mm-hmm. Jeff beat Jose 150 to 112. In 2019, Kevin beat Jose 171 to 98. Holy shit. There has wow. not been one good championship besides 2016 ever in this league. I'm at a loss for why 
uh, that happens. That just, I feel like we're not giving our fans a good look. And maybe that's why we don't have as many subscribers to this podcast. You know why? It's because the divisions weren't, they weren't right. And now they're going to be perfect. <laughs> you, re- you really fixed that, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> that was your Ben Sherrington move. That was, that was uh, passing up on Johnny Damon while Theo Epstein was sitting in limbo. <laughs> what? <laughs> But anyways, I just wanted to bring that up because I I found it fascinating that the closest matchup was 30 points, um, which is not would not get written about back in the day when I did writing. I'm definitely pulling a Bill Simmons move and just now going straight into podcasting because I'm lazy and here's hoping one day I can be rich and live in a mansion. Spotify is going to come calling easier than the New York Times who's just dipping their toes, excuse me, in the podcast. So. You see they bought Spiriel? That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's something. That's something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just disappointed that we don't have more fun championship matchups to talk about besides Joel beating Sean in 2016 because Denver's defense had negative nine points, which is honestly fucking crazy. Uh, moving on, I'm going to go through some tweet-length summaries of each year, but I would love to get you guys' reaction to whatever year it was. because yeah. You really are Bill Simmons. This is great. <laughs> oh, thanks. It's I, like awards categories. <laughs> I guess. 2014 was the year OBJ came on like a freight train and helped Kevin capture Jamie Lynn's heart. Roach, what was 2014 to you? Do you have a, a memory of what 2014 season was? 2014 was the first year of my three consecutive last place finishes. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we got on record. Perfect. Uh, Jeff, what about you? What are your What are your thoughts about 2014? Maybe we don't even have to do a, a, a summary of your fantasy football. What was going on in your life in 2014? Uh, graduating from college. Wow. Can you guys imagine we got a degree the same place Jeff did? Sad. I don't know if that's like insulting me or yourselves. <laughs> Just let me know, and then I can I can react accordingly. I don't know if that makes the humane degree more valuable or least valuable, but I I think just least valuable in general. Wow, <laughs> Dustin, what about you? What was going on in 2014? I don't know, but I will always remember that as the year that Brandon bet all of Kevin's winnings on. <laughs> I went black, and we got double zero at the <laughs> casino, and Kevin lost all of his winnings. Wow. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Kevin. God, what would that payout have been? I don't know. It was like 200-something like dollars. It was. put it all on black. It was. It was back when we were doing $50 entry. Oh, my God. Fucking, I miss casinos. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, no one's stopping you from going. Either. That's true. They are open. <laughs> they're, they're open, dude. Go do your thing. Yeah. Do your thing. Get your hands dirty at the craps table. <laughs> Toss a mask on, put some latex gloves on. There you go. <laughs> latex gloves. Oh my god. I uh, I drove by Morongo Casino a couple weekends ago. For those of you who aren't West Coasters, it's a shitty Palm Springs casino. All of their advertisement on their billboards had people enjoying uh, craps and roulette and all the games wearing masks and gloves. Even the waiters and waitresses had masks and gloves. So you know you're going into a safe environment when you uh, engage in these casinos. and When everyone looks like the minions. <laughs> the, the number one name in casinos is Morongo Casinos. And now we have a sponsor for the podcast, so you're welcome. I can just imagine that marketing meeting where the fucking owner just crashes in. We need to let him know we're fucking... We're- we're complying. We have money to give. I'm assuming they have a horrible smoking problem. <laughs> he's got he's got like a mound of cocaine in his mask, like oats for a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Whiskey for my men, schneef for my horses, and my horses, I mean me. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, for God's sakes, get this podcast back on track. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right, 2015. Uh, I'll blow through these bo- these two because I honestly, I think I was still really drunk and high and didn't really remember what happened. But <laughs> the year Nick's constant fantasy aptitude bore fruit with Jamie Lynn happened in 2015. 2016 <laughs> was the year Sean lost the championship because 
Denver Broncos defense got negative nine points in the championship game. <gasps> Which is that like? It's always more than I remember. It's so <laughs> I know. funny. Negative a hundred points. <laughs> <laughs> it goes up every year. How many points do you have to give up for negative nine? I, oh, so many. Is that like seventy <laughs> points? <laughs> well, like seven hundred yards. Let me look. Oh I want to look at the game. Twenty sixteen week six. That was probably like a. An RG three or Kaepernick like late career breakout or late career aberration. Oh my god! Now here we go. It was Sunday night. It was a Sunday night game, and they lost to the Chiefs thirty-three to ten. Thirty-three points Ooh, for negative it. nine. Yeah, I bet there were picks and penalties. Let's see. Mm. Well, picks wouldn't do anything. Yeah, there was only one interception though. I really want to know what happened. If only ESPN hadn't deleted everything from their servers. Was it? Maybe they literally got a thousand yards. It's possible. It was Alex Smith. He only had 244 yards. He only had one touchdown. That's got to be the running game. That's 100% the running game. I don't know. Sean, just, just as you're listening, your ineptitude in the, in the championship game <laughs> has baffled all of your podcast pundits. <laughs> We're trying so hard. We're like, how, how? did he do this? <laughs> How did that happen? It's literally impossible. <laughs> but Alex Smith only had one touchdown. <laughs> the numbers don't compute. <laughs> Enhance, damn it. <laughs> Zoom in. <laughs> what are we missing? I know there's something. It's the bone in his leg. I don't know. I honestly don't know. 2017 was the, the year Mike. Just fucking killed everyone. Golden State Warriors was uh, that they're going to come up again when we talk about greatest teams of all time. But they're—I'm going to be honest—they're one of the few teams that has ever run through a regular season and then won the championship. More often than not, you see a good regular season team just fall apart once they hit the championship. <coughs> Joel, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads us into 2018. The year Joel was the player to beat, but in the playoffs, Jeff went on a magical run as the most unlikely mm. keeper of mm. Jamie Lynn. Mmm. Mmm. Sumptuous. Gives me hope. Gives me hope. <laughs> I'm glad I can be an inspiration. It's just funny. <laughs> you know, you have the worst record out of anyone in this league, and yet you've won a championship. I know. And not to, not to echo the sentiments from our upstart inspirational Brian Roach from last week, but it's all about the upward curve, my friend. You'll notice that's three winning records in a row, except for this year. We don't talk about this year. Uh, <laughs> the trend is pointing up. Just like COVID cases in California, everything's looking up. Yes. <laughs> There truly is no ceiling. There is no Keep ceiling. Linking each other, California. The opportunities are limitless. It's really, it's really a beautiful oh thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then 2019 was the year Joel and Brandon made terrible trades to help Kevin become our first two-time Jamie Lynn trophy husband. The ties were also added. Wait, so one of those was the, uh, uh, the Lamar Jackson trade. Which was the other one? Saquon Barkley. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so Kevin traded for Saquon and Lamar Jackson and shockingly won a championship when he had both of them on his team. <laughs> and he already had Michael Thomas <laughs> oh. and like Josh Jacobs and a bunch of other shit. It's insane. It's insane. Um, so yeah, that was the year. If anyone wants to add any thoughts to 2015, 16, or 17 before I really understood what was happening. I was bottoming out in last place, so I don't remember <laughs> much. I was going through like a Jim Irsay fucking like pill binge. You were at rock bottom. <laughs> a metaphorical Jim Ursay pill bitch. <laughs> Shout out to Indianapolis, baby. <laughs> Not a real one. Let's make that really abundantly clear. This is all part of the wallowing phase, right? Yes. Timothy, I took your place. Such a way. Hey! hey. Oh, look at this guy. 
I'm very glad this was your apartment. Oh, are you guys doing it right now? Yeah, yeah, get in there. Get oh, oh shit, wait, where's the camera? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he is! Come on in, hold on. I'll move, move over. Tomato. Yeah. <sighs> Can you paraphrase what they're saying? Because I can't hear them. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> hey, I'll give up, I'll give up my, my earphone for you to, to join the call. Thanks. I've actually never worn one of these before. I, Hello? Can you hear me? <laughs> Whoa. Timmy Loftus. Jeff, I like your American flag in your, uh, in your back. You know, I got to keep it patriotic. I've been I've been really bringing a mask protesting right wing vibe Please to don't. the podcast. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm gonna kick you out. Oh my god. Anyway, Brandon, get us back on track, Lord Commissioner. Well, folks, uh, it, it appears that a, a Tim Loftus has entered the region, so he will now be taking over for Dustin. Uh, so if you hear less from Dustin in this half of the episode, it's because Tim has taken. His AirPod. But like I mentioned, we are going into weekly records. And I have to ask, what is the highest scoring week that a player has had in cheap beer? Points. Ooh. Oh, is this trivia? Julio. No, no, no. Team. Oh, who fucking cares? The amount of points scored by one team in a week. 246. It was 246. 246 yeah. from Roach. What else we got? Uh, I'm going less. I'm going 208. 208 from Tim. Jeff? Uh, two, uh, you know what? I like 246 from Roach. I'm sticking with it. No way. Tim is way closer. It is actually 216. <gasps> and who was it by? Joel. Jeff wins. It is Joel. Week 5 of 2019. Woo! No, Joel Jose? No, Joel Dan, I think. Oh. Joel Dan is correct by Tim Loftus. Oh, my God. Joel has scored so 216 points in week five of 2019. Dan scored 207 points in week five of 2019. They are our only 200-point officiants. Dan and Joel. I have to admit, I did not see that coming. Moving down the list, Tim is number three. Week 8, 2017, he scored 198 points. Number 4 is Brian Roach. Week 4 of 2018, he scored 196 points. And number 5 is Jose in Week 9 of 2015 with 188 points. So, gents, we have had two 200-point winners, two 190-point winners, and only a bunch of 180-point winners, but... That list is pretty odd. I'm going to be honest, guys. Dan, Roach, Tim, Joel, and Jose are all in that list. <laughs> Did you know that Pretty Odd is the name of an album by Panic at the Disco? But I'll, I digress. I just say that to agree with you. That is a really fucking odd list, especially given the hodgepodge of like average standing or average finishes among those people. Any thoughts, Jeff, before we move on? No? You good? Uh no. Alright, cool. <laughs> we can have a thought. Tim's got a thought, Tim. I got a thought. Oh, you got a thought, Tim? For a thought. I thought you were a fly on the wall. It's nine <laughs> in the afternoon for Tim. Well this fly. Yep. <laughs> Both two hundred point scores happen in the same week. You're correct. That is bananas. That's crazy. <laughs> that's like that's fucking that's wild. Like what was going on that week? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> What's going on that week? It feels like a Seinfeld episode. Let's see. Bow, ba, bow, bow, bow. That week, week five of 2019, let's see what uh, the old Google machine tells me. The Texans beat the Falcons 53-32 to 32, um, that week. The Saints beat the Buccaneers 31-24. to 24. The Panthers beat the Jags 34-27. to 27. Every game, it feels like, was a team making it in the 30-point range. Uh, so that would do it. Uh, the Patriots beat Washington 33-7 to that week. Nice. Um, so, yeah, that was week five of 2019. Um, Wait, Brandon. Mm. Did the Patriots beat Washington football team? Yeah, the Washington yes. football team. <laughs> I do like it. I'm going to be honest, guys. I like it. 
I think they should just keep it. Washington FT? Washington FC, yes. <laughs> no, FT. Washington FT. Oh, FT, yeah. I like Washington FC. That would be funny. Reclaim football. That'd be such a Dan Schneider move. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's going to get kicked out, right? All the sexual harassment? Nah, he's, in touch- he's untouchable. He- he's going to have uh, people below him get bounced. Yeah, the play-by-play guy got bounced. What? Which opens up a door for me. I can talk about that beautiful team and its heritage. Oh, no more heritage. I can talk about that beautiful team and its its place in Seattle. Um, excuse me, I mean Washington, D.C. Third down, <laughs> Kyler Murray back on the field for Phoenix. <laughs> Thank you, Dick Stockton. Family guy at nine. <laughs> All right, moving on, or we're going to be here all night, uh, and Jeff is trying to cook at some point, I'm assuming. Lowest scoring week. Oh, God. How many points? Uh, it was it was definitely the anus. No, it's no, It's got to no. be the anus. you got to start with how many points, and then we'll go into the person. How many points? No, I think it was 38. <laughs> I think it was 53. 53 is my guess. I'm going 47. Tim, you nailed it. 48 points. Who was it by in 2018? Oh, Tim, guess. Tim, guess. Uh, I want to say, um, Sean. Me. Me. Tim is right again. Sean. Yes, dude. Sean had 48 points week one. Week one of 2018. Nick was second in week 12 of this year. He had 54 points. Kevin was third week eight with 54 points of 2015. Tim was fourth in round one of the playoffs in 2016. He scored 55 points. And then Joel was fifth in week 10 of 2017. He scored 57. So Joel and Tim are on both lists. Uh. Highest and lowest scoring. Tim, how does that make you feel? Uh, Really all over the place. I don't know how to feel. I feel really happy and really sad at the same time. Jeff, what are you doing? Huh? I need more eye contact. I need more eye contact, Jeff. Keep that stream going. Come on, it's got to be steady. Dude, I've been I've been on this fucking call for almost like it's like an hour and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ! It's not my fault. We don't discriminate. You know, sometimes dicks leak. (laughs) I hope Dustin keeps this. I'm excited he's not here and he gets to, like, listen to this. He's definitely there. So Google Meetings has closed captioning, so I activated that for him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's terrific. All right, well, there we go. Sean is your worst week uh, team. Week 1 of 2018, he scored 48 points. Joel is your highest scoring team week 5 last year with 216. So if you subtract those, it's a pretty big difference. Um, as Jeff mentioned, we are going long, so I'll continue through this. Blowouts. Let's look at some blowouts. Joel and Tim have two each of the five biggest blowouts. Joel beat me in week five of 2019. We've already been through this. He had 2016, he had 216 points, and I had 78. Tim beat Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, so that is a difference of 138 points that Joel beat me in week 5 of 2019. Tim beat Sean 160 to 48 in week 1 of 2018. That's 112 points. Tim beat Kevin 198 to 94 week 8 of 2017 by 104 points. Kevin beat Jeff week 5 2016 161 to 59. No, that's not that bad. And then Joel beat Mike. 183 to 82, that's a difference of 101 points, in week four of 2018. So, Tim, once again, uh, you are a big part of this list. You blew two teams out. You've had one of the lowest scoring weeks. You've had one of the highest scoring weeks. You really epitomize the weekly folklore of fantasy football. Do you not? Ooh. Yep. Peaks and valleys, my friend. Peaks and valleys. Nothing in between. My takeaway from this is that Tim Loftus is the most important person in this league. 
He's the Valley Peaker. He's the Valley Peaker. The Valley Peaker. He encapsulates the highs and the lows of both the league and life. Tim, do you want to give us some peaks and valleys of your life? Um, can I give you some peaks and valleys of my trip to D.C.? Yeah. One peak, one valley. We can't keep going on like this. This is going to be like a two-hour episode. Yeah. All right, just one? Yeah. Um, one was I had a great sandwich uh, from Pot Bellies. Ooh, nice. what was on it? Uh, it was, was like a great. turkey, bacon, avocado, Ooh. cheddar. It's so good. Getting a little heated. You got to get the big wreck. Yeah. The big wreck? The wreck. big wreck. Yeah. It's so good. Okay. Uh, if you're not on camera, can you please keep your mouth shut? Thank you. Thanks, Dustin. <laughs> All right. So those are the biggest blowouts. We only have one, uh, Joel beating me, that was over 120 points. Um, and only two have been over 110. So moving forward, guys, if anyone beats someone by 110 points, it's a big fucking deal. If anyone scores under 60 points, it's a big fucking deal. If anyone scores over 185 points, it's a big fucking deal. And if anyone grows a bigger blowout than DJ Polly D, that's a bigger deal. <laughs> that is a reference I enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I did not enjoy that. Um, we almost had a situation on our hands if no one understood that joke. Oh, Gross. Somebody, somebody get Roach out of the club. Somebody Please. get this man out. <laughs> Fist bump in my ass. Get crazy, get wild. Uh, another list I put together because I was curious, and I, I, I don't think it's that interesting, so you guys can tell me if it's worth removing, but I wanted to see how few points you could score and still win the week. Tim is our leader. Tim! Uh, he scored 72 points against Joel in week six of 2017 and won 72 to 64. Ooh. Dan beat Joel week 10 of 2017. So Joel lost twice in 2017 to teams that scored 72 points. Um, just want to throw that out there, Joel. <laughs> he lost to Dan 72 to 57 in week 10 of 2017. Dustin beat me week two of 2015, 73 to 67. Roach beat Dan week seven of 2014, 74 to 64. And I beat Nick uh, week 11, 2015, 82 to 78. Ooh. So all is that to say is there have been four times in six years where someone has scored under 80 points in one. I just found that kind of intriguing. I don't know what to do with that information, but I thought it was interesting. I think you just push it down. You just push it deep down and you forget about it. Yeah, you gotta think about it like getting absolutely dominated by the long arms of Chris Sale in a one nothing shutout victory. <laughs> Ooh. It's another reference I enjoy. I did, I did enjoy that. Too bad he's not <laughs> pitching this year. That's sad. But I do want to point out that Joel lost two games in 2017 because he couldn't score 73 points. Ugh. Do you think that's more of him playing to the level of his competition, or do you think that's... Yeah, I, I don't know how to interpret that, actually. I think that's just bad luck. Joel, Joel has been a consistently dominant performer in this league. I think that's just a bad, bad coincidence for our San Francisco friend. Yeah. No, and I think it goes into a larger conversation that I was looking at, and I realized one of the things is that more often than not, our higher scores are in the later years. So 2017 onwards, or 2018 onwards, the last two years. And the lower scores are in the earlier years, uh, when I really didn't have a feel for what point spread. So I'm just going to say it. I think I am a commissioner, much like Adam Silver, who is exploiting that people want to see points. And so we want more points scored, which is why, as the years have gone on, Scores are going up, and I'm going to keep that. that that's my pitch, to keep me as uh, Lord Commish. I don't think you need a pitch. We're, we're desperate for you to be commissioner. <laughs> yeah. Desperate. <laughs> the, the outrage in this league when you stepped down was, was unreal, so I think we're desperate for you to have it. And I, if I'm piecing this together correctly – and forgive me, my I'm I'm still getting adapted to the Premier League, but it seems like what happened was 
ultimately a Liverpool fan's dream of Tom Warner didn't take over as chairman with John Henry of Liverpool and force Sweet Caroline down everyone's throat. You know, this that, that we we experienced we were saved of that. I don't know where that point was going, but I hate Sweet Caroline. I'm just gonna say it, guys. I fucking I do I too. And song. I also I wanted to shit on the Red Sox owners, so that's all. I want it on record that I hate that they didn't re-sign Mookie. They should have paid him four hundred million dollars. Keep Mookie forever. With you. With you. Could have afforded it. They fucked us with Yaz. They fucked us with Noma. No, they fuck us with Mookie. Now you're listening to WEEI with I don't know who I don't who's on deep. I don't even listen to that garbage. Uh, yeah, e, I'd rather I'd rather listen to an empty chair just playing like a recording of Tim's farts than the Greg Hill Morning Show, <laughs> which is just abhorrent. I, I I'm a 98.5 fan, but Bam. yeah, EEI is hot garbage. Yeah, but have you have you heard Tim's farts? They're stellar. <laughs> they are full of emotion and energy and pizzazz. Pizzazz. Well, I, he's got more pizzazz. His farts have more pizzazz than Greg Hill. I don't sure. Uh, but I did want it. I wanted to use this time to showcase the dichotomy of the week-to-week grind that is fantasy football. Uh, you could one week win like Tim or Dan did by scoring seventy-two points, or you could win one week like Joel or Tim did by outscoring your opponent by over hundred and ten points. I love fantasy football. I'm going to be honest. It's just you have no idea whether you're going to win or lose. Every week is different, and it really does not matter. And it's awesome. Need more randomness in my life. If you want the randomness, don't add two bench spots. <laughs> Let chaos reign. Well, we'll get Tim's thoughts. He can be the deciding vote. Um, we're going to do that at the end. Uh, so we still got more stuff to go through. Is it, this is not the end. Oh. Now this is time for debate. This one's for you. You the fucking best. You the fucking best. You the fucking best. You the fucking best. You the best I ever had. I put two teams down for the best team in cheap beer history, um, and you guys can decide one way or the other. I know who it is. Ooh, who do you think it is? I think it's Michael Bolton's. It's it's the year he won it. That team was unreal. Golden State Warriors 2017 versus Yippie Kaye Justin Tucker in 2018. The arguments here, Golden State Warriors 2017 went 10-3, won the championship. Yippie Kaye, Justin Tucker went 11-2 and did not win the championship. Jeff, for some godforsaken reason, was able to win. However, Joel, that year, scored the most points of any team in cheap year history. He scored 1,758 points. Mike, that year, scored the third most at 1,716 in 2017. So you either have Joel, who didn't win a championship but scored the most points, or Mike, who scored the, th- scored the third most points but won a championship. What are your thoughts? My, uh, Tim, you said you already decided Mike, 2017. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I like the fact that Joel scored the most points. Like, I feel like that's something to be said, but I think, you know, having a title pushes you. Like, if you want to be considered the best team in your history, I think you have to have a title associated with you. And that is why the Miami Dolphins fucking celebrated every year an undefeated team fucking fell off the map. Uh, They won the championship undefeated. And that's why, even though you could argue that in real life, the New England Patriots of 2007 were the best team in NFL history. They did not win a championship. That still belongs to the fucking Miami Dolphins. So I think my I think Mike is the team. I think Mike's the team. My only argument there is that football is a different beast than fantasy football. You are behooven week to week to randomness that I do not think Joel could ultimately predict. I honestly think Joel, 2018, Yippie Kaye, Justin Tucker, 11 and 2. Most points scored in cheap beer history is the best team. I think uh, uh, it was weird of Roach to assume that we lost in 2007 when that Super Bowl was clearly uh, rained out. Yeah, I don't think it happened. Never happened. Never happened. Uh, Really tragic. My my vote 
not that you care, is for uh, is for Yippee Justin Tucker. So we're tied two two. Dustin, where are you? I know you're sitting in that room somewhere. I feel like I can't make a proper decision without hearing Here. a couple of the names that were on each of the teams. Yeah, I don't uh, Justin Tucker. Yeah, Justin Tucker was on the Yippee Kaye. Okay, I think Mike had Julio Jones. That's the only thing I can say. But it's hard because ESPN got rid of. Like right now, I'm looking at Yippie Kaye Justin Tucker's roster, and his starting quarterback is Mitch Trubisky, which we know is not true to win 11 games. I don't know those checkdowns to Tariq Cohen. That's uh, that's some <laughs> some points right there. He also had Ezekiel Elliott, Deion Lewis, Devonte Adams, Travis Kelsey, Tevin Coleman when he was on the Falcons, um, Matt Stafford, I guess was his starting quarterback, and Aaron Jones. So it wasn't about the quarterback, it was about every other position. Yeah, and he also had Aaron Jones, who was on the IR at the end. Which makes the wins even more impressive. Who did Mike have, though, besides Julio Jones? Okay. Todd Gurley, right? Todd Gurley, uh, Julio Jones, was that the one I think two? I think that was that year, yes. See, to me, in their prime, that to me sounds like already the best team. Okay, Golden State Warriors had Drew Brees, Todd Gurley, Mark Ingram, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Zach Ertz, and Jarvis oh Landry. God. Oh, oh my God. I'm picking that team every time. I don't care what year it is. I'm yeah. picking that team. I think that team is stacked. And he was so drunk for the draft. <laughs> that was the, the drunkest draft he got of them all time. He got them all on their blowout year. Like, the year that they all broke out and just fucking killed it and did not get hurt once. Like, that was the best team. He didn't, like, I remember he didn't make a single trade. He didn't do, like, any waiver wire moves. That's the sign of a good draft that just, you know, it took you all the way. Yeah. I, all right. I mean, that's fair. I'm just saying that Joel scored the most points in cheap beer history. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't think that's, like, the only thing you can use to uh, make that argument. That's fair. All right. So, Mike, if you ever listen to this, maybe in 2025, you have been denoted between five members of the Cheap Beer Fantasy Football League as the best team of all time for your 2017 edition of Golden State Warriors. Uh, to summarize the rest of the highest scoring teams, Alcoholis Sequanimus from Nick in 2018 scored 1,754 points. He was wow. the number two highest scoring team of all time. Case Keenum is a ladder. Dustin Sylvia, 2018, hey. is the fourth highest scoring team of all time. What? With- Are you serious? What was my yeah. record that year? How'd I do? That sounds great. I don't know. And I loved that team name. I spent a lot of time on the logo and everything. Uh, you scored 1,697 points. You're number four. Casting Couch Cleaning Crew, Kevin, 2016, scored 1,693 points. He's our fifth highest scoring team of all time. And also arguably one of the best team names of all time. Yeah, it's a great team name. Um, I'm really sad that I didn't have to ask the trophy guy to put that on the trophy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he would have definitely got it. Let me tell you. <laughs> that guy loved porn. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, this is going to be a conversation dominated by Jeff because it is an argument about the worst team in cheap beer history. Well, everybody hurts And the options are Heinous Anus from 2015 or Pooper Scooper Cooper Trooper from Jose in 2017. Jeff had the fewest points scored in cheap beer history. He had, did not break 12, 1,200 points. He's the only team ever to not have beaten that. However, he did not get last. Roach got last that year. Thank you, Roach. Pooper Scooper Cooper Trooper. Uh, in 2017, scored 1,223 points, so that, if you're keeping score at home, is 31 points more than Jeff. However, he did get last, all thanks to David Johnson blowing out his knee uh, the first quarter of the first week, uh, and he never recovered. So guys, if your logic holds true, you would say that Jose is the worst team in cheap beer history because he got last, uh, which is why Mike got first 
I don't care if it's a playoff tournament or, excuse me, a uh, loser's bracket tournament. I don't care if it's standings. Whatever your league determines as last place is last place. And as someone who has finished in last place most out of anyone in this league, I think I'm the most experienced and most right to talk about this. Because, yeah, two of my last place finishes were four and nine, but one was seven and eight. And, you know, it's uh, it, it doesn't matter what you do in the regular season because the regular season is just a lead up to the playoffs. And if you finish in last place, you are the worst team. Now, you pair that with some of the stats that you mentioned. Yeah, if you have shit stats and you finish in last place, you are the worst team. As someone who has done that three so times. So you think Jose is the worst team? Yes. Okay. All right, that was I got that. It's a long-winded way to get there, Jeff. I assume you agree with Roach that Jose is the worst team and not you. <clears throat> well, I had some truly sucky years at the start of this league. Uh, it's got to be Jose, <laughs> and I feel uh, even worse saying that because of how I trounced him in the 2018 championship. <laughs> I it feels fitting that he would be crowned last place over me. I disagree with both of you. I'm going to say, Jeff, your 2015 edition uh, is the worst team. You went 1-12 that year and scored under 1,200 points, which no other team has ever done. Uh, <laughs> you are the worst team. Yeah, but I didn't get last. Didn't you, get last. You did not get last. But Didn't that, get last. That's the reason why I voted for Yipikaye, Justin Tucker, as the best overall team. Um, now, Brandon, do you think if your team last year played against Jeff's team that year for, like, last place, who would have won that matchup? <laughs> Honestly, probably Jeff. My whole team was garbage <laughs> at the end of last year. Everyone was hurt. How did you not include your team from last year? Because I wasn't one of the five lowest scoring teams of all time, the rest of which include, uh, so we have Jeff and Jose. Roach, cucked by Carolyn in 2017, uh, is number three. That's a contender for best name. Ever. <laughs> that is a stellar name. Thank you. I hit my breaking point that year. <laughs> Just, I can feel I can feel the anger in that name, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Tiny Hands, Tall Towers uh, by Joel. A, a Donald Trump reference, I'm really glad, is one of the worst teams of all time. 2017 is the fourth lowest scoring team of all time. Gadnook, Breaker of Worlds, Roach, 2014, is the fifth least scoring team of all time. So Roach has two of the five worst teams in cheap beer history. <laughs> you suck so much. <laughs> yeah, so they did the Tampa Bay Rays and then they got David Price and Evan Longoria. So, <laughs> so I mean, But he's lucky. He's not considered one of the worst teams of all time. Maybe one of the worst managers, but not one of the worst teams. Um, oh, Dustin, did you vote? For a lowest scoring team, are you the, are you voting Jeff or Jose? Well, after hearing the stats, I think I gotta go with Jeff. Sorry. Fuck, we're tied again. Well, Tim. So, with the same logic as the championship thing, if Jose lost, he has to be considered the worst team. You know, because that's why the toilet bowl is so important. Because if you lose that, that's bad. Like that is shame. So I'm letting you off the hook, Jeff. Not just because you're here. All right. So there you have it. I, I'm glad that someone kept the same logic through both arguments. Thank you, Tim, for being a logical person uh, because no one else was. So there you have it, folks. Mike, Golden State Warriors is the best team of all time in 2017. Jose, Pooper Scooper, Cooper Troopers, 2017 is the worst team of all time. So then we're going to wrap up here uh, because I know Jeff is just praying to God that this will end at some point. The cheapest of beer teams. Enough, Reggie. So, folks, we have two players who finished on the best team of the year. So, to back up, cheapest of beer team is we fill out a roster uh, with the highest scoring player. Um, so each year, whoever was the highest scoring, uh, two highest scoring running backs, two highest scoring wide receivers, highest scoring tight end, highest scoring flex, et cetera, to build a team. There are two players who have won it twice. Travis Kelsey has won it three times. Um, actually, I think four times because I did not keep it the first year. But 
Travis Kelsey wins it every year. So if you want the best tight end, you will draft Travis Kelsey. The second person on this list is the one, the only, Antonio Brown is the only other person who has made it twice. I'm, I'm just kind of surprised that we've never had anyone else make the highest scoring team of the year twice. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. And Justin Tucker hasn't made it every year? No. So Justin Tucker won it in 2016. Greg Zerline, 2017. Fairbarn won it in 2018. And Will Lutz won it in 2019. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Travis Kelsey has made it every year. But no one else has made it twice besides Antonio Brown in 2016 and 2017. And he wants to abolish the tight end position. We have such legacy, <laughs> such just dominance. Tim, that is an argument for next week. Do not spoil. Okay. I think the biggest travesty there is that Mike Badgley didn't win best kicker in his years. <laughs> they call him the money badger, for God's sakes. Some research that I did um, as part of my punishment in hopes that Jeff let, lets me off. So I'm thinking this like the NCAA, where if I punish myself, my punishment will be not as bad. I looked up the amount of cheapest beer team nominations. Uh, and Dustin, you are the worst um, in getting people nominated to the cheapest of beer teams. What? You have only gotten one person nominated in four years. That's the worst? Yeah. Everyone else has gotten at least twice. Uh, Jose and Roach has gotten five members nominated. Hold on. That feels like a compliment, though, right? If I'm that decent overall, it means I am, like, building a full, you could say that. meaty, like, hearty team that gets you. It's about stamina. It's not about the quick sprint, you know? Do you have an idea... Much like this podcast. ...of who it was that got in your... That was your one nomination? It was probably, like, a defense. No. Um, it was a wide receiver. Okay. Oh, did, did I ever have Michael Thomas in this league? No. You, no. Uh, Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill, 2018. Yes. Yeah. All right, nice. Yeah, he was so good the year I had him. I remember that. Oh, my God. Yeah, so he is your only nomination to the cheapest of beer teams. Brian Roach is uh, tied with Jose with the most cheapest beer team nominations. The last two years, 2018, 2019, Brian Roach has had the best defense and the best kicker. Is that a strategy, Tim? Or I mean, uh, Roach, for you. Are you trying to get the best defense and kicker because you've done so the past two years? So for the last two years, I've actually relied on the opinion of Scott Zolak on both defense and kickers and the ones that he will just get like randomly excited about or randomly shit on will help me decide which direction to go in. And last year, he sung the praises of the Patriots' defense from a fantasy football and betting perspective. And when I heard that excitement in his voice, I knew I couldn't go wrong. And when I saw him sitting at saw that saw him sitting at the end of the draft, it I just hadn't listened to Zolak. I honestly did not think that was going to be your answer. So thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, Roach actually had three. Uh, members of the cheapest beer team in 2019 he had Travis Kelsey last year so he was able it is interesting that Travis Kelsey has been on four different teams so he has not been drafted by the same team twice uh, in the past four years Jeff had him in 2016 Tim had him in 2017 Joel had him in 2018 and Roach had him in 2019 my guess is if you want to have the best tight end in the business you will draft Travis Kelsey this year and you will make uh, a cheapest beer team nomination. So that wraps up where I wanted to go this podcast. Um, I know we're, we're running a, a little long, but folks, did you anyone have parting thoughts? Je uh, Jeff, we haven't heard from you in a while. Are you alive? You you thinking about the weekend? Uh, barely alive. I want to say I'm really excited for this season to take place. Thank you, Brandon, for your good work putting the podcast together, and thank you to everybody else involved. Before we go, Tim, um, the deciding vote that we needed your help on was, I, I don't know if you know this, Tim, but uh, COVID-19 has taken over the country. There was an argument on whether or not we needed to add an extra bench spot or an extra injury reserve spot in order to account for the players who might be called out 
the week of because of a COVID-19 positive test, would you like an extra bench spot or an extra IR spot? I like it. I think it'll make it deeper. I'm voting yay. Wow. So we have three votes. Tim, Roach, and Brandon vote yay. Jeff and Dustin vote no. Uh, We will put that out for the greater good to vote on um, once we hit a majority. Uh, That will be the law. It is only for this year. So just as a reminder, this is only for this year unless COVID for some ungodly reason is around for two years. Uh, At that point, we'll have another discussion about what to do. As Jeff mentioned, thanks to everyone that joined. Uh, I will send out a link to the Cheap Beer Fantasy Football Podcast website. I am doing my best to get submitted to Apple. Uh, We will see if it starts appearing on the iTunes or whatever, however you do, you Apple douchebags. Looking at you, Joel and Kevin. Uh, get your podcasts. Otherwise, you can download the Podbean, Podbean app um, and subscribe. Uh, that is all in two weeks. Jeff, maybe Dustin and I will be back. Uh, maybe Sean. I think Sean wanted to join to discuss potential rule changes for the 2020 season. Uh, We'll put them up for a vote after we discuss them and argue and act like fools. But it was great talking to everyone. Everyone stay safe. Be healthy. Wear a damn mask so football can come back. Peace. Peace.